So first off, we're here for another episode of uh, Edtrex Podcast. We are here with a very special guest today. I'll let you introduce yourself for a second. Hi, my name is Mari Takahashi. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Smosh Games, and I'm an executive producer and a host there. Which is, it's so exciting for me to meet somebody from Smosh Games. Uh, you know, when I got the NASA brochure and I was like looking through the, the, the tags of everyone, I was like, what? This is incredible. Um, mostly because my students, um, I teach ninth grade English, my students are all over Smosh Games. So tell us, for those of us that are the educators out there who don't have any idea about gaming, what is Smosh Games? Uh, you know, it's a channel that has brought together friends um, who have a passion for gaming and we all come from really eclectic backgrounds and different uh, career paths but the one thing that really brings us together is gaming and so we try to keep the competitive aspect kind of off of our channels which is great because you know I'm an entertaining person but I'm not very good at video games <laughs> so uh, yeah it's just kind of a way for people to have fun and um, watch video game content which is so cool and I, I, I appreciate that idea of it's it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be good at video games to enjoy playing and watching video games which I think a lot of my students think they're the, the next like uh, competitive league players right. but they're really not um, so let's start off with uh, what we're here for we're here for insight today for NASA um, what brought you here why are you a part of the NASA team tonight for social media and what, what's the purpose behind you being here First and foremost, because I'm a fanboy, and I think that, you know, resonates with the, the career path and the work that I do. Yes, I get to play video games for a living, but why? It's because I'm a fan, and I think, you know, that's why all of us are here up at 3 in the morning, being excited to see a rocket go off, you know, and so I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just blessed to be here, and what it comes down to is that I'm a fan of interplanetary travel and space education and, uh, yeah, just getting the the message out there that science is awesome and it's it's here and it's innovative and it's happening. Yeah. I've been incredibly amazed the last couple of days just how deep, and obviously, this is obvious to pretty much everyone, but like how deep the science goes um, and how it plugs into every aspect of what's going on here and how it's planned out. When did you get into science? What was what was kind of your your fan person moment getting into science over the last couple decades? I think, well, you know, like many people of my age, I grew up on Bill Nye, the science guy. So you know, he was kind of my first sort of um, introduction to you know, science is. Um, it palatable and you can break it down and it's not scary um, I think as I grew up science became more and more scary for me because I just felt like I wasn't smart enough to understand it and I'm not a scientist I don't have a science background I don't have a degree in any any uh, I don't have a BS you know so I think uh, I became more of like a sideline fan at that point um, watching Bill Nye's documentary quite recently in the past year kind of reignited that flame of, you know, um, if you're a fan, just get out there and do what you can to learn and don't be afraid of the person asking the seemingly dumb questions. Um, I think I'm just kind of the layman who hopefully can um, communicate some science 
to other people who might be scared of it as well. Um, there was a thought that crossed my mind. Mm, it's gone now. It's okay. <laughs> that happens in um, I love how you're talking about science from a non-expert point of view. Because I'm exactly the same way. I'm an English teacher. Um, a lot of our audience members will be in a variety of disciplines. Um, how important is it, do you think, to integrate science into other aspects of education, like English and math and all those different things? How important is it for teachers to do that? I think it's integral the way that you know our community and our, and our society is going. I think science is, you know, science and tech, they're moving so fast. And I think if you're... If you're, as an educator, not implementing it as much as possible, that gap of knowing and not knowing is just going to get wider and wider. Um, it's just uh, so much a part of our lives, uh, you know, whether you're four years old or 90, that if, if, if we're all going to move towards the next thing together, then it's important to pick everybody up along the way as well. And I think, you know, all of us here for NASA Social, we're doing that because we have such eclectic uh, audiences and voices. And, you know, one person's audience is not going to cross over to somebody else's. This event might tie everyone together now, and I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. I love that NASA is, is doing these kind of socials and allowing such disparate backgrounds, such diversity to come and be a part of this because I, I never thought I would be a part of something like this. Me and neither. I, I, well, and it's one of those things with social media. I mean, you're, I've, I've got you know 700 something followers of mine, but you've got half a million and there's, you've got a huge voice there. And I think that's a really in, an integral part of how to get words out about science. Um, what are you planning to do with this post NASA social? Like, what do you want to, what, what's your next step with science? I think I, I you know, there aren't any, uh, big steps or anything that's written in stone. I want to continue just being a, um, just a voice and, you know, somebody who, uh, approaches it without any expertise and, and inviting the people who might be too scared to step in just as I always have been as well. Um, I think with Bill Nye, you know, he is first and foremost uh, a science fan and then he is an entertainer and he was able to merge the two and um, that's a sort of a responsibility that I'm wondering if I can you know poke at. I think some of the best personalities in science are, are that way too like I, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson he's one of my favorites but um, even like Carl Sagan going back you know 20-30 years same sort of thing adding fans to the perspective of science making it not about science fiction or about anything. It's just about science and being a fan of the science, which is so great. Um, I want to shift gears for just a minute and we'll talk about gaming if that's cool for me. Sure. Um, so earlier today we were talking about Fortnite, mm -hmm. uh, which is the huge <laughs> game right now in, in uh, schools, and it was recently banned in a lot of schools. Um, teachers are taking away cell phones, those sorts of things. Do you think education in general should ban gaming or should we embrace it is there a way to embrace as an education it's tough because you know some games um i i think have you know very little to do with education they there are games like minecraft out there that i think uh you know create 
uh, a really non-linear, creative, sort of um, open-world mindset. And I think that is something that, that's important to discover. Um, I don't think that it has to be that way. I, I, I can understand, um, especially from a teacher's point of view, where you, know, you, you almost feel strong-armed to make it part of it. Um, I hope that there are more games out there that that allow students to learn from it. And, you know, I think uh, gamifying anything makes it more palatable. But I think that, you know, people of our generation who have grown up with games but wasn't a part of it, you know, we can bring our consoles everywhere the way that you can now. You can't bring Fortnite on your phone. I can't believe that's even a thing. Um, but, you know, it, it's created well-rounded people. And, you know, as for somebody who games at least eight hours a day, it's, it's interesting and weird for me to be saying this, but the only reason why I'm here getting to do that as my job is because I didn't do that leading up to it. Hmm. You know, I before I was on YouTube, I was a professional ballerina. And my um, entire focus was on that. You know, gaming was my escape, but never did I think that it would become a career. I think it's really difficult as a kid when you see YouTubers and professional gamers um, and this seemingly luxurious life that people live. But, um, yeah, I, I would say it's important to fail and make mistakes and try a bunch of things and have jobs that you hate and you love and weird jobs and take gigs and just keep your opportunities open because you're going to be a way better, more well-rounded person with an eclectic background in, in anything that you get into, no matter what industry you're in, it's going to be more um, robust and more interesting. So good. Um, so many questions off of that. <laughs> Basically what I want to get down to is, I think so many students do think that they're going to be have a YouTube channel or be professional gamers and things like that. But you're right, they need to have, not necessarily a backup, they need to have a first plan and that be the backup and that, that being something that have a passion project for. Um, I think that that's a large thread in what's going on in education right now is be the passion that you want, or like develop the passion that you want to see in the world. And um, how would you, you, you obviously wanted to be a ballerina first. Why did you shift over to gaming? And, and, and that might be a, a deeply personal question, but you're 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 welcome to go as far as depth as you want to. But sure, because um, that's obviously a switch from one passion to another. Right? And and you know, two passions that usually don't go together at all. Um, well, you know, ballet was a, a career track that was kind of you know the it, it was laid down since I was two and a half, and so. It's always this question of, did I choose the career or is it the career that I landed in because I put in so much time already? You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a truck driver. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, there was always a question of like, well, if I hadn't gone this track, what would I have done? Um, which is why I think I took all these odd jobs just to just to do them and just to find different things that were interesting for me, um, which is how I landed on YouTube as well. Um, but, you know, it, it, it wasn't a shift that was um, ever 
something that I was planning. It really happened by accident. And I think it's because it was organic that, you know, the audience stuck by me as well because, you know, they, they knew my past and they're like, okay, this person's going to try her hand at YouTube. Well, let's see how this goes. Um, but, yeah, you know, as far as careers go, it's... it's I, I can't imagine how hard it is being a kid right now because the YouTuber lifestyle, you know, everything is vlogged and everything uh, appears to be exactly how it is on screen, and it's not. We have boring lives. We're very painfully normal. It's just heightened for, uh, for video, and, you know, I mean, I, I think... Whatever I can do to continue that narrative and letting kids know, it's very important for me. That's wonderful. And I think that's a great place to leave it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. For uh, being a part of such great, thoughtful answers. And we really appreciate the time that you put into this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you.